Welcome back, Hawklings, to the newest episode of Electric Talk, brought to you by Electric Talk. As always, my name is Tony. Hello, I'm uh, Sean. I just had a caramel for dinner, so that, that's my news for you today. Really stocking up on carbs over here. Um, but speaking of stocking up, we got a bright, rising, and shining artist coming out of Denver, Colorado in the bass music scene. Her name is Thrasha. We have her on the show today. Welcome, Thrasha. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's an honor to, uh, to be on your podcast. I've been a, a big fan of Electric Hawk in general since they, even before they had like a thousand followers on Twitter. So it's super cool to see what they've turned everything into and that you guys are doing this. So super appreciative. Uh, like I said, Tony, we can connect again, man. And for those that are unaware, um, Thrasha played a opening set for Immersive in Denver at this venue called the Ogden Theater in January, and I got to take pictures of her, and it was great, and everyone was, it was a blast of a night, to say the least. Oh, um, it was awesome. So and it's was, great. And I was stuck in Vermont. Yeah, Sean was there kind of, <laughs> but like, not in really. Spirit. In spirit, yeah, 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 you were there in spirit, I felt it. Um, and so... That so was that your first live show? That was my third live show. So technically my fourth, if you want to refer to my old project before I, I did my rebrand. But I, I my first show was with Mersive um, and Riza at the Aggie Theater last May. Then I played the Black Box with Super Av in last August, and then that August show was my third. So pretty nice. stoked about those gigs for sure. Yeah, this was some pretty solid uh, shows to yeah. play um shout out mind warp of yep. course my family um, and mm-hmm. you can't see it but thrasha is in the middle of one of the studios i believe there's multiple studios right at the mind yep. warp building yeah. up kind of in boulder colorado um i don't know the exact address but that's good <laughs> you get, you get, yeah. the, you get the general <laughs> idea um, i mean you shouldn't even know the address because <laughs> that's a little weird. <laughs> and so how do you think your like confidence on stage? Cause I feel like, I feel like you were really trying to like, you know, let go while you were like, you were performing. You weren't just like, you know, playing a set that you had rehearsed in your bedroom when I saw you. So like, how do you feel like that progression happened over these three shows? That's kind of spread out. Sure. Yeah. So I'd never, I'd never been someone that's like nervous and, playing in front of people or being on stage but mine was always more my nerves were always more are they gonna like it are they gonna like the songs like are they gonna like the vibe I'm going for so my first show at the Aggie I was I was moving a little bit but I was just you know I was more concerned about are they they gonna like it like I'm this new project you know um and then yeah when I'm up there it's all about performance I think stage presence is super important and it's underrated especially like just now in DJing super easy to go up there and just mix songs and look down but dude I can't help but just go buck wild when I'm up there it is un- it is uncontrollable so the more the more shows I play just the more comfortable I feel just in general so it's been helping my stage presence get better for sure well that's got to be yeah that's got to be one of the most confident answers we've we've gotten you know regarding that subject uh what were you saying Sean oh no I was gonna say uh something aligns the same thing Gotcha. I'm glad, uh, glad I cut you off. <laughs> we kind of agree. Um, 
and you know so i i saw i saw that personally uh in january at that show and then so you actually just played another show um recently last week in denver so tell us about that i played my first bass ops on friday dude and it was unbelievable it was like the best hour and a half of my life um just I played a lot of shows with Mersive and things like that that I'm super grateful for. And it was it was cool being able to kind of go more into the dubstep side of it, which is my true passion. So being able to play bass ops was bucket list for me, for sure, especially in Denver. Um, and the 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 kids that were there were going crazy, man. It was so it was so cool just being with them all night and like sharing that with them for sure. And just they're so hungry for dubstep like I am that uh, the vibes didn't lie that night. It was incredible. Question. I have a question for sure. people outside of Denver. Is Base Ops a weekly or monthly show? I think it's weekly. Uh, okay. so it's weekly. Yeah, it's weekly. It's kind of like how church has a, every Thursday they have the base shows. Yeah. So in Denver, yep. there's three different Thursday syndicated concert series now. There's Base Ops, which is put on by Amplitude um, at Club Vinyl in the basement. And then there is, I think, Badlands at yep. the church. And then there's Shift Thursdays by River Beats at Cervantes Masterpiece Ballroom. Um, so Denver is not lacking in shows, especially bass music. Um, and if you don't like bass music, then Temple, I think, has like a Thursday deal with house music, um, which is another venue. Um, or maybe those is Fridays, whatever. Just blabbering on here. But um i'm glad to hear that was awesome i got to go to one of the base ops last fall and there definitely was a lot of energy something about being packed in that like 10 foot tall like basement um and it's awesome because there's like strip club crouches like everywhere so like you can go sit down and lay down if you like need to take a break or whatever change your camera lens or whatever um say strip club couches they are you know like like the tight vinyl like buttoned you know what I mean? Don't lie, yeah. Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Noticed. yeah. Yeah. Club couch. So, kind Club of stripper couch. vibes. I dig that, though. That's fine. <laughs> Bring um, them in. Bring them on stage. No, I was a stripper back in my day. <laughs> we did <laughs> have couches like this before. Which day was that? Um, uh, <laughs> what's we'll, today? We'll talk about it in the future. All right. Right now. Yeah, we're in. We have a podcast. Um. So, and so that was for... Hiam Ghost was headlining, correct? Yeah. And I, I got to say, like what you're saying, the basement vibes with the low ceilings when they're like right in front of you, that's the best, the best oh, yeah. feeling. And like, it's so much more intimate. It's like exactly what you want when you like decide, like, all right, I'm going to start a dubstep project. Mm-hmm. Like when you start a dubstep project, like, I mean, yeah, there's going to be people that are like, I want to play a main stage of Lost Lands. But like, I mean, the realistic side of you is going to be like, I just want to play like somewhere where there's a, like decent amount of people, speakers like right in front of me, like it's loud. And then like right behind me is just like a screen with my logo. And like, what more can you ask for with the basement club vinyl? Um, so I'm super glad. I'm, I wish I could have caught it. Um, Next time, man yeah for sure next time for sure and then so we're talking about things that have been going on lately talking about things you know dating back to may so let's go back all the way and find out the origins of the thrasher project um you mentioned you know you had a project before uh what is different 
Like what, what is the goal? Sure. So first, the first major difference is just the song, like the type of songs I'm making. I used to make like down tempo experimental bass, or I'd try and make like trap songs and stuff. I always wanted to make insanely heavy dubstep, but I just didn't know if I could do it. So I kind of would hold myself back a little bit. That project didn't really have like a meaning. It didn't have any like uh, depth to it. It was just me trying to do music on my own. So I felt like, you know, once my, my skill set got to the next level and, and, and I got picked up by management and stuff, I needed a brand that matched me, who I am, my project, what it represents. And thr thrash is just the, the literal urge to thrash to dubstep is uncontrollable for me. Like I can't, I got to hold on to the table when I'm listening, when I'm, when I'm DJing or I'm listening to dubstep, I got to hold on to something because I just start moving, man. And thrash is just all about that insane energy that just surges through your whole body when you're listening to dubstep. There's nothing like it. It's like, you just want to punch holes through walls. So, yeah. or, or drop kick someone. That, that really is what it is, man. That's the energy behind thrash is just curb stomping people to dubstep. That, that's violent. I love that, to be yeah. honest. Well, with, with love, we'll give them a kiss after, but yeah. <laughs> kiss on the forehead. Just a little kiss, yeah, after. But that's what thrash is, man. It's channeling all that energy into my, into my music, into my brand, into my performance, into the crowd, and just giving them that outlet to just go ape shit uh, to some rhythm. Speaking of outlets... Oh. Um, how did Mind Warp help you transition to become the outlet known as Thrasha? You know, they were just, they, they've been unbelievable in general. Uh, I'm super grateful for them. They're my family. And, um, you know, one of my managers was just asking me, you know, some self-reflective questions of like, who are, who are you? I remember him just being like, who are you? Like, what are your roots? What, what do you stem from? What, what are you all about? Why do you want to do this? What's it about for you? And he would just ask me questions that would get the gears turning of, of this is what's the bigger picture here. This is a project that's representing what, and just those, those conversations, I can't tell you how many of those we had. Uh, it took me almost a year to come up with my new artist name and my brand. So a lot of thought and, and time and energy went into it. Hmm. So yeah, you, you mentioned like your, your brand revolves about like, you know, violence, like dubstep and, the, the whole curb stomping thing, as you just said, um, you know, how, um, how, like, when you're producing music before you were Thrasha, during now, has, how has the uh, momentum, like, changed in your music, or how has, like, the production of your work changed? If you were, like, say, you said before, you want to produce that dubstep and you wanted to get to that point where you were going to produce dubstep. So how was when you were doing that back then and now how have you translated into your project today? Sure. Um, sorry, it was a long question. Yeah, can you ask me that again? I'm sorry. Yeah, so like when, yeah, before Thrasha, how did, when your production um for dubstep how does that translate into your project today how's how's it been moving along so far oh it's been great you know i've i've been learning i've learned more in the past year about music production than i have the whole time i've been producing which has been since 2014 um dubstep is such a different animal it's such a different monster especially now it's so it's so competitive of like who has the craziest sounds who, who's doing the craziest sound design and stuff under, under my old project and the old music I was making, 
I like to refer to it as baby dubstep. Like the idea was there, like the energy was kind of there, but the key elements are missing. So I, I did take some, some classes at Icon that helped me with kind of general songwriting. And um, I've been super fortunate to be mentored by Samplifier the past like two months. And he's been really helping me transition the old way of me producing and what I was going for to taking it to the next level is just the best way to describe it of just being super, super in tune with production and all these advanced techniques that I didn't even know existed. Um, it's definitely more tedious, but not in a bad way, you know, like adding in those one-off sounds, adding in like all those extra layers and, and things I would never think about doing, um, has definitely been like a huge thing for me getting, getting it and progressing it to, to kind of be thrasha. Oh yeah. And so, yeah. so is it like you're listening to a song with Samplifier, like on stream with them or something? And he's like, all right, so that sounds cool. Right. And you're like, yeah. And then he's like, all right. So like, what if like we added like this whole other like part to the, like this, like ding to this part. And like, he, does he like help out yeah. in those ways? Kind of. It, yeah. It's it. He blows my mind. I've told him that like, it's in way he picks up on things I would have never even noticed or thought about or recognized. He's, he's, this man is cracked at uh, music production. So he'll just point out things. It'll be simple things. Like it'll be the smallest thing, like just the, the wrong kick or, or fading the clip edge of the kick to make it a little shorter. I'll use this clap instead of this clap. It's very, very, he's so in tune. And um, it's just something as simple as uh, the pattern instead of doing just like, Wub 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 wub. Just the smallest things like that, to uh to kind of he kind of just pushes me along like a little train. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Dude. He's awesome. So he's like, all right, you got. He kind of pushes. He gives me the underdog. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. He's the shit, dude. And so your name is Thrasher. How many Thrasher shirts do you think you've owned in your life? Because I mean, I don't, I don't want to like generalize, stereotype uh, you. you dozens. But, you, know, you seem like the type of girl dozens. that used to wear Thrasher shirts. Or I don't. Really? I don't wear Thrasher shirts, no. Um, I probably stopped wearing that type of stuff like five years ago. I got a Santa Cruz shirt on right now, though. That's, that's like, kind of it's pretty yeah. similar. That's pretty, it's that, definitely my vibe for sure. But uh, yeah, dozens. <laughs> they probably, what do you so what do you think if like you just made is it, your logo isn't in no. the same font is it no 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 okay no, no. That's, a, that's a good manager decision yeah, yeah. <laughs> thrasha and thrasher are like very far removed from each other good if that makes sense yeah I've like, been worried. they're not um affiliated in any way <laughs> they where it like represents out. my project yeah no no but they uh they would definitely would um if i tried <laughs> to do that <laughs> but i i keep I make sure that Thrasha is nothing like Thrasher on purpose to keep it away from that because it's its own beast. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, it's its own beast. Awesome. So I'm glad, you know, we kind of got the idea of how Thrasher came to be. So I heard that you won this contest 2018, um, the prize card. So that... Yeah what what is that what how does that happen how did oh, i win or what at, is it at electric forest yeah like how did you win and then like what happened so i love i used to be like a contest freak i um i've won an i won an all expenses paid vacation one time through a contest i've won some crazy some crazy shit and um 
I started entering music contests just because I, I didn't know how else to get my name out there. Um, when I was living uh, in Michigan before I moved here, I didn't have any, you know, production friends or anything like that or DJ friends to kind of send music to and help support me. So I saw contests as my one avenue to get people to hear my music. And uh, I, I'm a huge uh, Electric Forest girl. I've been maybe like six years in a row I went. And I saw uh, 2018, they announced this prize cart contest. I didn't even know what it was. Um, but I would enter the uns contest and stuff like that. So I just saw it and I'm like, remix, let's go. Because uh, remixing songs is, is, is how I've learned a lot in production and how I kind of started. So I, I made that song in my living room. It's about a minute long song. And I, I felt really, really good about it. But I wasn't sure, you know, how it would compare, of course. And uh, when, I, when I got that email that I won, I literally cried. Um, Cause I was so excited about it. That insomniac electric forest, you know, they were like, yeah, her, we like her. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it felt super special. And, and, um, you know, I, they, they played it after, uh, a lot of the bigger sets at uh ranch arena. I'm sure you guys are familiar with forest, right? Yes. Yeah. So they played it at ranch arena and, and a bunch of other, uh, stages and I didn't see it play one time that I just happened to miss it every single time so many people sent me videos and when I, I didn't know they were going to play it. And when they played it and people sent me videos, that's like the moment I knew that I could do it for sure. Oh, so they, they took you to electric forest after that contest. Yeah. So I won tickets to, to forest. Um, but I didn't know they were going to play it. I didn't okay. know they were playing the remix, the remix at, instead of the original prize card song. I didn't know they were going to do that. So when I heard that they were doing that, it blew my mind. What yes. was it a remix of? So there's uh, this prize for those who don't know, Electric Forest, the way that they clean up after the big sets is um, there's a prize cart theme song uh, by Kyle Holling Hollingsworth from uh, String Cheese. You can find the, the clip on SoundCloud. It's just that prize cart loop over and over again. And uh, they play that to let everyone know, hey, the prize cart's coming out. Come get trash bags and help collect trash. That's all it is. And I just made a dubstep banger out of it. <laughs> and uh, there's a video somewhere of some guy chugging sriracha um, when my song is playing at a Sherwood Court. It's pretty funny. That may or may have not been me. I mean, I was definitely there for 2018. Yeah, um, it could have been. I, I could he have was heard chugging you. sriracha. He was um, chugging sriracha. Like, chugging like sriracha. Yeah. This um, is way before. It's kind of hot. Involved yeah. in the seat. Jesus. It was Tony. pretty savage, but I love that though because that's Thrasher though. We didn't even know that back then. Chugging Sriracha front row at the rail, that's Thrasher vibes as fuck. Oh, yeah. We're going hard as fuck. Yeah. I loved that. So uh, when, when I saw videos of people dancing to that remix, that was the moment I knew I could do this for real. You got that's you gotta sure. do reverse tequila shots. You have to put the lime in your eye and then take the tequila what? shot. What? <laughs> are you talking about <laughs> you never done that tony no put lime juice in my eye no yeah yeah if you're if you're one of those uh 21 year olds out there listen up um you put lime juice in your eye you snort the salt and then you just take the shot i've done is that one before of them tiktok videos is that what yes it is? maybe i knew I it know. man <laughs> It sounds there. like some weird stuff people did like before there was like people would make fun of them everywhere. Yeah, so I did that and uh people <laughs> didn't make fun of me and now they might. Did they think you were cool? Oh, they thought I was awesome. <laughs> you are awesome. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, they that. were right. Um awesome. Yeah, so I'm gonna do that right now. 
Oh God. Um, and so you just came out with a song. It's called In Game. Um, so are you a big Marvel fan, or is the? Or no, is this, not at all. You don't even like Marvel. No, I've seen Spider Man. That's it. I don't know anything else outside of superheroes. Yeah. That's reasonable. I'm just being honest, and I do love me some Spider Man too. <laughs> I do love him, uh, but I don't know anything about Marvel. No. Hmm. So is it more like video game, like influenced or no? The name, I came up with the name for the song like well before the song was finished. And it's just kind of, it's over for you bitches energy. That's gotcha. really all it is. It's, it's, it's over for you bitches. This is, this is the end game. It's just channeling I, that energy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So <laughs> um, when you, when you're like searching for a vocalist for like drops like that, like, do you do your own vocals for that or do you have someone yeah. else? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the, the There's one vocal in there that's not me, but the pre-drop vocals are all my voice, yeah. Oh, cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, the Gotta Thrash is actually Jimmy Neutron, Gotta Blast. That's what that is. It's Gotta Thrash. That's, <laughs> that, that's where, I, where I got that from. <laughs> oh, my God. This, the um, pre-drop vocal is a Pokemon. Like, if I was a Pokemon, that's what I would sound like. That's what that is. Well... Also, I want to talk about your new mix with Headbang Society. How'd that come about? Um, I I was we sent uh from my understanding, we sent them we sent them the track and, and just to see what they thought about it. I'm super big fan of Headbang Society, huge fan of, of everything that they do and, and them putting on small like rising bass artists. And uh we sent them a song and they really liked it and, and they wanted me to do a mix. And uh, that moment too, when, when they told, told me that I, I also shed some dubstep tears because uh, you never know how people are going to react to your art, dude. So I just, I was like, Headbang Society wants Thrasha? Okay, bet. And uh, I worked my, my ass off on that mix. I probably spent 35 hours working on that. My God. I know that sounds, I know that sounds crazy, but just to make sure it was perfect. And I included the exact songs I wanted in the exact way that I wanted to. That's great. Yeah. I feel like it, I feel like that transfers because it flows just like so well, even if like, like I do love me some heavy dubstep, even if there were parts that were like not my pitch, like frequency, like it's still yeah. it was never like it just felt clean. Other, other, that's my the goal best way. every time. Yeah, yeah, I want my mixes, uh, well, especially when I'm playing live, like my bass offset, I put in over 40 hours on that because I want my set to sound like one song. That's always the goal is it sounds like one continuous song, one continuous vibe with some cool down points before they get annihilated by dubstep again. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I like, I kind of like that. Mm -hmm. So have you been to Lost Lands? I have been to Lost Lands uh, one time. One time, which year? One time. The first year. Okay. Ooh. First year I went... I came, saw Concord, I balled, and I did get tickets to the second year. I ended up selling them, but I'd love to be back, but on the stage. Yeah, That's my I can see goal, it. Goal that would sure, be dope. Man. At that, oh, like, yeah. subsidious stage that they had mm -hmm. last year, that kind of oh, looked like yeah. the city. Um, well, that's definitely something that I could see happening um, this year. So I'll put some thoughts into that. My monthly, or not my monthly, my nightly, uh, my <laughs> nightly, nightly talk planner. with myself. You got to manifest it. Yeah. My nightly manifest. manifest um, talk to Jeff in his uh, dreams <laughs> about, uh, Hey, uh, Jeff, come on, uh, put thrash in the lineup. Come on. Get, get a call up on. Probably, he probably gets so many of those. 
Yes. <laughs> um, <I'm sure> <laughs> so earlier you talked about moving to Colorado from Michigan. And so mm-hmm. I I heard from a little birdie named Franz uh, that you went to Icon Collective. And so I want to know how a girl from Michigan falls in love with electronic music so much that she goes to California to go to Icon possibly just because nightmare went there too but we'll get into that afterwards <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, sure, sure. but but the first thing is you got it sure so I'm, I'm actually from the greater Boston area and I, I moved to Michigan in 2014 and then uh, I moved here in 2020 uh, but with with icon so I didn't I didn't move to LA for icon it, it's unbelievably expensive um, not only to live there but the school in person is a lot. And they, they don't do student loans or anything like that. It's not like an accredited university. So I just did the online program. I paid for it full in cash. Um, and I did the partial. I did the three-month program. Um, I didn't do the full program. Uh, I felt like all I needed was just that little leg up to get me where I needed to be. And that's exactly what happened. Like they taught you the short the keyboard shortcuts and like <laughs> the basics and shit. And you're like, all right, ready to, you know, ready there to was do a, it. <laughs> Tony, was I don't think it's that. There was a lot of stuff I did already know that, uh, that they, they retaught me, but I was in it more for like the experience having a mentor. Cause I had never had anybody around me who was music, uh, music savvy at all. So I just wanted a mentor. I wanted to meet other people like me and I needed help with like uh, songwriting, just like MIDI stuff and things like that. So I, I learned a lot about MIDI and just writing, uh, melodies and, uh, just think basic stuff like that. But they also, would quiz you mad hard on uh filters and eqs like you'd have to listen to like a high pass filter or like a band pass filter and be able to tell which one it was and shit like that so i learned a lot of technical stuff um from them they, that was definitely helpful for sure now you said you went to icon when you moved to michigan when i lived in michigan i lived in michigan to yep okay um yeah, what about 2019 what, so what in, what did you go to school for in general? I went to school for business administration. Um, oh. I'm a very business, like a uh, tech person. I love Shark Tank. I've seen every episode. I love uh, advertising and marketing and all that shit, but I always knew I did not want to be in a cubicle. I didn't, I didn't want to do office life and wear a suit. That's just not me at all. So uh, I went back to college probably four times. I dropped out, I kept dropping out because I just didn't want to do it. I could do it and I could get the grades, but I didn't want to do it. I just wanted to uh, do something creative and performative. Could you give an elevator pitch on the, off the top of your head right now? Maybe, maybe not. Like pitch me one of your songs and be like, huh, I'll think of that as a business idea as like some robot talking to me and playing dubstep. Pitch me, pitch, pitch you one of my songs. Let's think. Uh... <laughs> One of my whips, one of my whips that's in the vault. I've, one of the whips. Of, so I've, I've got, well, let's, yeah, I got a new song. I'm working on an EP right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap up. And uh, there's one, one song on there that the whole beginning is vibes as fuck with some strings. There's like a melodic pad in there. And then I have this gas mask breathing, but there's like a woman breathing. And then there's a man breathing and their breathing correlates together and it's timed together and kind of pans from each side. And then there's some haunted crows and shit. I love my horror sound effects. So it just sets up the whole song for that vibe. Ooh, that, that's, that, that sounds great. I could like use that in a haunted house, like 
Give me, yeah. a, give me some. You know what? They need to have dubstep in haunted houses. Oh, they do. Dubstep I'm or like some Pascal some right now freaking out, like breaking out the notes in his phone. <laughs> yeah, those. That's definitely a huge aspect of my music. Of of course, we only have that one song out, but that's a huge part of like my sound design and stuff is the horror sound effects and just some weird ass wolf cries and shit. There's like wolf cries at the end end game and shit. Some swords. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. <laughs> some blades and shit. Some like zombie, like I'm uh, blowing their brains out. Shit like that. I love that kind of shit. What's your favorite horror movie? It might be kind of basic, but Cabin in the Woods from like 2010. Shit's fire. I watched that at a homecoming party. Dude, that's some good shit right there. A lot of people did not understand movie. what was going on. My favorite part is the end. They got the Left 4 Dead 2. You know Left 4 Dead 2? Yeah. yeah. They got the Left 4 Dead 2 characters in those little, uh, their little cages. Oh, if you watch what? that movie, you can see them in there. Wow, that's, that's that Easter egg and a half. Holy crap. Deep. I'm telling you, man. I sniped that out in a minute. You can't hide shit from me. <laughs> you can't. I'm telling you. I sniff it out. Yeah. Easter egg hunter thrasher here. Yeah. <laughs> Go, yeah, going through movies uh, bit by bit, pointing out the Easter eggs. Oh, my so, friend used to call me the bass shark because it's like I sniff out the bass like it's blood. I'll find it. The bass like it's blood. I like that. Bass shark, I, need, I need you when I'm walking around Okeechobee at four in the morning for five <laughs> hours looking for sound camps that got Damn. closed down the night before. I'll take you. You hold on to my fin, man. I'll take you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you up next time I'm wandering around and. People, I got you. People are throwing up on the side of the road, the shadow people and stuff. Perfect. The shadow, uh, shadow people. The people and stuff. Don't bring them up, please. The shadow people. <laughs> I haven't seen oh, them in a long time. I don't want to talk about them. Um. All right. No shadow people. But this guy, he's a pretty, he's a pretty light guy. So, is Thrasher like spawned out of inspiration from Nightmare, or what is the relationship with Nightmare? Sure. So he's definitely, uh, there's a couple people that really inspired me in the, my early days to do this. And he's definitely one of them. Uh, company's also a huge, another huge one for me. Um, he's amazing. He's super, super nice guy, but yeah, nightmare definitely inspired me a lot in the beginning. Um, mainly cause I felt like I could really relate to him because, uh, he has a series of videos, maybe like 2015, 2014 on YouTube talking about kind of his journey and uh, when I heard his journey of uh, just a snippet of it is Camp Bisco 2012, he's sitting in the grass, he's watching these DJs play and he decided epiphany of, you know what, I, I could do this. If, if, I, if I put in enough time and energy into this, I can do it. And um, I was also at Bisco as well that same year. And um, just, he's just such a regular dude. I felt, I feel like that when I heard him say that, I just related to him so hard on that. Uh, because I would have the same thoughts of, you know, I, I think I could really do this too. So he's definitely been a huge uh, inspiration for me to become a, a DJ for sure. Yeah. And now, nowadays, like before then it was, you know, early 2010s, I'm guessing before that you had Skrillex, yep. um, you had like Dead Mouse being inspirations for so many people. Now it's like our current generation nightmare and Subtronics. Subtronics. Yep. Slanders slanders for some people. Um, but <laughs> uh, no comment. You know, it, it you can see the transition from time to time now with how our scenes changed and how people are growing from these artists that you know you could pick out 
and you can see the um, the inspiration that artists are pulling. Our artists today are pulling from these artists back in 2015, 2016, 2017 now. And it's like full circle almost. It is full circle. That's the perfect way to say it. Yeah. So, um, oh, what was I going to ask? What is your favorite nightmare song, actually? Wow. I love that question. What's my favorite nightmare song? Dude, there's so many. I know you're a fan too. Can I give a favorite, famous, like a, a favorite remix and maybe a favorite song? Of course. Yeah, that's fine. I do love his The One remix, his hab, abstract remix. Yeah, but uh, that's good. I know you like this one. Uh, Tony, the Limelight remix, man, is iconic. Yeah. It is so iconic. agenda for the show. It's like Limelight, question mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation point. Limelight is iconic. My favorite nightmare song. I've, uh, you know, I'm such a sucker for his old songs and like his like first is his, uh, his second EP with like I'm on the run and stuff on it. I love that shit. Um, it was so like, felt like space like opera shit but like yeah similar to like a seven lions but seven lions is like the war is like for love and like nightmares like the war is for blood <laughs> yes. yeah. it's like the empire yes. um, uh, i do love his song with young pinch um too a lot but i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with i know that's such a weird one but on the run man or embrace holy shit that's a good one too man <laughs> Yeah. I wish copyright let us just play music. We just sit here and listen to Nightmare. Yeah, that's why I love him. He does everything. And and that's kind of a note I took from him too, is I don't want to just be one thing. He does everything. And that's kind of the route I'm trying to go to. You know, not just dubstep, but just some rap records and shit like that. Yeah. Just hype. Yeah. It doesn't just have to be this one, oh, I'm just rhythm and that's it. No, I'm gonna do everything and make records. I think that's important. That's how they become timeless. I want to make timeless records. Well, that's yeah. important. Yeah. It is. It's very important. And yeah. nowadays you have a lot of like you're pulling influences now from indie bands. Um, you're pulling influences mm -hmm. from uh screamo rap. Like a lot of these artists are just changing the game of how they present their music. Yeah, I mean, look at Subtronic's new album. It's so diverse. I feel like you you didn't used to be able to do that. It, you had to say you had to be in your one lane, but it's not like that anymore. I love that so much. I agree. That Gravit song is banger. So is catchy. Uh, Following no. pieces. Yeah, pieces. pieces. I yeah, I like Gravit's dude. He's cool. Yeah, he's, he's really good cool. with lyrics. Yeah, he is. He's dope. Um. And singing, of course, if you're listening, mm -hmm. Gravis. Not, I'm not doubting singing yeah. either. Um, so, <laughs> Thrasha, uh, you've, you've done a great job at explaining how we got here today, um, how you're talking to us in Mind Warp Studio. What do we have to look forward to in the next six months or year? Sure. I'm working on, a, I'm, I'm working on wrapping up an EP right now um with i just actually today found out i have uh, we're gonna do another song for potentially for contemplation but uh I'm, I'm gonna try and do two eps this year i've got a lot of collab ideas going right now with some people that i really i'm excited to to try and get something together with um and one of my main focuses is just after that ep is some collabs and just shows 
just to show people what what I'm made of on stage, you know? Yeah. So if you could play anywhere in the country at any venue, where would it be by the end of 2022? If I could play anywhere, it would be Bass Rush at Tripoli Friday Night Electric Forest. Because I've been that bitch for people from the rail for a long time, and now I want to be on the stage. Hell that would yeah. be crazy. That's uh, definitely a dream. But I would I would say, man, the, my biggest dream gig is uh, is EDC Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, that would be a serious mile career milestone for me down the road. Oh yeah. What? Um, so like if you know if you ever want to come to Burlington, Vermont, and play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love Vermont. I love people from Vermont too. Hell yeah. I'm your neighbor, man. I'm from That's true. Yeah, you're from Massachusetts. I love my people from Vermont. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Even though I'm not a true Vermonter, I am the right. flat, I'm the flatlander. I'm from yeah. New York. Oh. Well, I love New York people from New York even more. Are you kidding me? Wow. I, that's actually a shocking statement since you are from the Boston area. I love people from New York, dude. I got some of my best friends are from New York. So oh. you like the Red Sox or yeah yeah why not uh, sure what what sporting or do you not do you not care about sports no i care about i care about sports my favorite sport is skateboarding my f- second favorite sport is basketball have you watched uh, the tony hawk documentary yet i have i have watched the tony hawk documentary he has a great autobiography um that i still yeah, have that i probably read four times when i was like 10 years old right that's super interesting but uh my mom was like yeah. this guy's name is tony he did all right read this i was like all right I, I tried to follow it to a similar degree but then like i ended up just going to the skate park not knowing how to skateboard it's like smoking weed. it's tough man it's so, tough but uh i like you, basketball can you, a lot can you skateboard not anymore man i i used to skate a long long time ago and i got two concussions i sprained my wrist and i some i think i broke my wrist and i was just like girl this is not for you <laughs> it's just not I'm, it was I'm like in a course of two weeks <laughs> it was the course over years i went to skateboard yeah, yeah. camp and everything but like oh, i wow, was like honestly cool. a big part of it though for real is i don't want to lose my front teeth man they look really nice and i don't want to face plant and ruin my my smile so that was another <laughs> thing that i was like yeah you're you're meant to be a dubstep dj just stop it <laughs> stop it what a hey, one day you could play dubstep set at a skate park it's, oh dude, i'm about to cool. throw fingerboards in the crowd at them that's what oh, i'm gonna do hell yeah just do a I pop-up show the at the denver skate park <laughs> dude, yeah lit as fuck, just rent dude. out some functions for the night <laughs> just play a pop-up set and everyone will either get hype or leave it either way like you're not gonna you don't care no if, hell no yeah <laughs> no no as long as i'm having fun i'm laughing that's really all that ever matters to me as I mean, long as that, as long as it's at no one's expense. If Valentino Khan can uh, DJ a wrestling event, <laughs> you can DJ at a skate, uh, skate park. Dude, what if I did it at the fucking X Games? That'd be so hardcore. That'd be awesome. That'd be so hard. I'll put in a word with management if they're listening to this. Get me on the X Games. Yeah. I mean, if Millennium can do it, I mean, you're right here too. Why can't you do it? Yeah. <laughs> and then I think Steve Aoki just did it. So like... Really? Yeah, who fucking cares about Steve Aoki? If you're listening to Steve Aoki, fuck you. I care about uh, Steve Aoki. Hey, I care about him because Steve. his I dad like is like Benihana. I want to go with a Benihana. I want to get banned. Yeah, see? <laughs> but oh, actually, yeah. no, Steve Aoki, I, you know the song No Beef by Steve Aoki? Yes. One of, of the first EDM songs I ever heard. Don't say that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's one of the first EDM songs. We would listen to that. My friend Isaac, CRV, we'd be like, yo, this is the shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. The turbulence, too. We'd be like, damn, this is fire as fuck. This is turbulence. Oh that's exactly oh, it's like what. That's what exactly what would be said though in the car. Like when you find new songs and you're like just with your friend, they just picked you up and you're just doing nothing. But smoking weed, yeah. Yeah, smoking weed. Smoking weed primarily. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Listening to little John overdub. I mean, like, what am I gonna Steve do? Homework, okay. like extracurriculars? No, God, no. no. <laughs> there was no time for that for me ever, man. So yeah, what is what did you do during high school? Did you like were you in the band? Did you do anything that like you know helped solidify this like internal rhythm? Kind of. All I did in high school was skip class and smoke weed and party at my friends. And that was because I just always wanted to hang out with my friends and listen to music. Yep. And I didn't realize it at the time, you know what I mean? But looking back on it, all were you always the person to... connected to the Bluetooth? Oh my God. Yeah, man. Oh, there's yeah. so many Same. signs I look Same. back on where I'm like, man, you really were meant to be a DJ of people being like, well, you're the DJ, you know, like I put on like 303 or some hype ass shit and uh, people oh, would yeah. love it. And um, yeah, when I look back on like all, all that time I spent in high school, skipping school, we just wanted to skip school and listen to music and have fun. I was always hungry to like have fun and, and have thrilling experiences. And I felt like uh, that was more important than going to school, honestly. Yeah. I've always I, just been super thirsty for life. I solemnly believe that we're not meant to live inside this civic social construct of like sit in a classroom, like yeah. go go drive a car for your job. Like I never wanted that. Yeah. No. Right. And, uh, all my friends went to college. Dude, I only went to college because I was forced to go. I didn't even want to go. I used to skip school and like go to concerts and shit and like lie to my mom about it. So you've always been kind of a rebel, yes. bit of a troublemaker. I literally won the superlative class troublemaker in high school, yeah. That's crazy that they still did that. How old are you? I won, I'm 29. I won the most MIA because I was never in school in class troublemaker senior year. Sue me. That's kind of crazy that they like let that be a category. My school would never let that be a category. I They're know. like 26A or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Um, you want to know what uh, the guidance counselor told me or that he was in charge of like the yearbook he was like i want you to know there was no competition for class troublemaker <laughs> <laughs> i was like thanks he's like we kept trying to find you to take the picture and i we couldn't find you and i'm like that's why i'm most mia i was busy <laughs> i was busy doing sh- way more important shit than studying y equals mx plus b that's true <laughs> Still cool. They're just fucking letters. Uh huh. They're just fucking They're... letters. Um, He's on to something, man. You know. All right. So letters and numbers. I don't know what know what they mean. <laughs> Maybe dyslexic. Um. <laughs> oh, get out of here, buddy. So this has just been a real pleasure, and I believe Sean has a final question for you. Of course, you may, you may have prepared or not. And uh, I'd love to hear the answer. I feel like I mean, it's gonna be good. Yes. If I know you're you're a big fan of Electric Hawk and somewhat yeah. of Electric Talk, I guess. Yeah, um, I've been knowing who you are, you guys are for years. Yes, I, I always like to ask this question last. Um, so you're on an island, and the only things that are on that island is a skate park and a iPhone and Though that iPhone only has 
three songs. Um, what three songs, or actually, you know, not three songs, but three music sets, three albums. What are they? Any genre? Any genre, anything right. in the world. Born to Die, Lana Del Rey album. This is going to be a shocker for you. Justice by Justin Bieber. I'm a huge Justin Bieber fan. Um, Did you just I would go have, see him? I wish, dude. The tickets were too expensive. Oh, but I'm a major my Justin friend fan. had extra tickets and oh, we sold them God. for so we sold them for like 50 bucks. Oh, man. Oh, my yeah, God. I'm a, no. I'm I won't so go on sorry. that rant right now about him, but uh, I would have Justice by Justin Bieber, Born to Die by Lana Del Rey. And uh, of course, just something from my boy Nightmare Man. Uh, maybe the new album that's coming out. But uh, or new one of his, uh, his mixes. Yeah, but we'll go with his new album. Are you we'll going go to go to Red Rocks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm considering it. Yeah. I was like on the fence, but... I saw him in a VR kit. I was like, all right, this shit may be crazy. I'm telling you, the production. <laughs> so by the I time this is posted, it will have already happened, but. The production's going to be crazy. So yeah. that, that, that's my answer. All I'll, right. be, uh, I'll be at the Red Rocks Park in Vermont. So <laughs> that counts. It's, it's a, it doesn't look anything like Red Rocks in Colorado, but it will do. Like hey, you're, you'll be there in spirit again. It's all right. I'll be listening in spirit. No worries. I'm trying to think Sean is like the actual spirit of Swan. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Well, Thrasher, this has just been great. You really did a great job at enunciating, talking. Appreciate it. Doing the bare minimum all i really wanted but then you went and exceeded our expectations um i feel like you gave us a great idea of what the thrasher project is about um what you're aspiring to do how did you get here why are, why did you get here um i can't wait to see you play the bass pod at edc las vegas next year let's go and other than that just want to thank you for coming on the show Thanks to the Mind Warp team for always helping out. And that's all I got. I, th I thank you guys so much for having me. Sean, it was so awesome getting to meet you, man. Hopefully we can link up in person. Oh, I, I'll be out in Denver. Cool. Someday. I'd love to meet you, man. Um, it's been a blessing to be able to hang out with you guys. Tony, we got to hang out soon, man. Let's link up. For sure. Uh, yeah. Possibly at Larimer this weekend. Yes. If you go yes. to that. So, cool. Um, Hopefully see you soon. Um, other than that, you get to leave the sweet, nice people listening at home or on the road or in the air uh, with some parting words. I'm super grateful for everything that uh, it has taken to get where I am right now. And I'm not stopping anytime soon. I'll, I'll be doing this till I'm a hundred years old. Heard it here first. She calls yep. it before it even happened. She will be the oldest DJ to perform on a live stage. It's true. Let's go. Walker and all, man. I'm ready. I'll crowd surf. I don't give a fuck. So, Basement, wait. main stage. She'll be mixing. She will be changing <laughs> levels. She'll be changing there will like, be like a beachy baby. Let's go. All right. Well, this has just been a blast. Another riveting episode of Electric Talk. And as always, my name's Tony.
And I have been Sean. <laughs> and uh, we'd like to thank our guest, Thrasher, for coming on the show. That's when you say, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, guys. Let's go. Good night. <laughs> Good night.